Bam 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 everybody welcome back to go help yourself a comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less that's lisa linky that's misty Sinnott. and this is the weekly beef yeah this is not your full book review where we normally rate and review a popular uh self-help book not only rate we read it we tell you about yeah, it we've, don't we've worry. actually read it what if we just were like this book was okay it looks pretty Thanks for joining us um no this is our <laughs> follow-up episode on tuesdays not a full frontal friday but a weekly beef tuesday where we check in. We check in on the homework that we've either been assigned or assigned each other. And then um, we have a little extra something. It depends. It's, you know, it's a free-for-all. And today, Lisa's going to surprise me with a little extra something at Mm -hmm. the end. Mm -hmm. But first, we had one of the most exciting episodes of this entire we podcast our so first far, author, and not only is she a real live author, as opposed to like a fake dead one, mm-hmm. she is. Like someone who changed my life and gave it's me true. an incredible gift it's with true. her writing and has had an actual impact on the way I interact with my friends, my family, yeah. et cetera. And we should say that we're back in the warm embrace of, of Fairfax, Fairfax Village, Village Studios. Studios. Sav. Everybody, Sav was out of town. And we had to record somewhere else. And although that was a positive experience, we are just so happy to be yeah. back here again. Use him for your audio needs if Welcome you're in the Los Angeles back. area. Welcome back. Yeah, so we feel good. We're back in the groove. Stella got her groove back, and so did we. (laughs) We had a little bit of a hiatus. We're back. But in the hiatus, we had time to practice on our homework. We did. That Gemma assigned us. Misty. Right. Right. What did you do? So Gemma asked us to start the conversation with our partners. Mm -hmm. And and as everybody knows from, as everybody listening, assuming you've all listened to Every single episode that we've produced. I wish you could see the body language happening right now. <laughs> There's a lot of wiggling, a weight shifting. Saturday night fever. There's a ball pointing. It's amazing. And ball change. Thank you. Um, thank you. Uh, so jete, jete. As, as I covered in detail in the episode where we read her article, her viral Harper's mm-hmm. Bazaar article, Women Are Nags, They're Just Fed Up. Mm-hmm. Um, this was something that I talked in length about with Zach, and it's something we incorporated, and it's something that made our relationship better. So I had already started the conversation, but Gemma invited everybody else listening um, to, rather than sort of like shove an entire book at your partner (laughs) and say like, here's all the detailed nuances of what Mm -hmm. you're doing wrong and how it maybe contributes to rape culture, um, she suggested just listening to a podcast episode like Dear Sugars or Mm -hmm. Zen Parenting, which she was on. Um, If you want to listen to those, the links are in show and notes maybe from like her do episode. it together while you're both engaged in the same activity. Right. So like so cooking dinner or Yeah, so it's like a light dip your toe in the pool. But Zach and I had already had that big conversation, so I just consider it sort of covered. Well, and I am not in a partnership. That's right. Um, so I didn't. Uh, I did <laughs> talk to my brother about something. I just kind of started the conversation about mm-hmm. maybe us sharing something equally. Um, but also, you know. A, a sibling relationship is different than a partnership. It is. It is different because you're not like sort of in the day to day constantly. Mm-hmm. I imagine. But how how did that go? It was fine. But also, you know, like I I really can't hold him accountable. Do you know what I mean? Right. There's no real penalty for a sibling if they don't do what you ask them to do. Right. But if how, they're still your sibling. How at did the end he of the react day. to the? I want you to share more of this or split something equally with me. Um, he was like, yeah, sure. But also, he was like, <laughs> uh, I don't think it's going to be a problem. And I was like. Okay. Okay. 
Oh, wow. So it was pretty simple for you. Yeah. But again, like, there's no consequence. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to stop being his sister. Right. Ever. Right. So this, (laughs) thank you. So this goes, oh, that's really funny. When you frame it of like, I need, there are stakes, right? I need you to sort of conform to this thing. I mean, I might get mad at him, but Mm -hmm. also, what's new, pussycat? Because, you know, that's nothing new for my brother and I either. Right. So, again, I think this just goes back to what we've said so many times, which is you have to cherry pick what works and doesn't work for you. Yeah, and also that this concept of emotional labor is really beginning to be fleshed out for a certain subsection of either work or relationships. Right. But emotional labor for uh, single individuals is present. Yes. And we don't know how to talk about that yet. Right. Right. Exa- yeah, we don't really. Yeah. Because you have to have a willing partner on the other side who cares enough yeah. to really think about what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So if you tried it, let us know. Yeah, please. Yeah. Okay, guys, are y'all ready for this? Y'all ready for this? So I'm gonna do you know this is a musical podcast? Have we let you know? A comedy self-help musical to make life suck less. (laughs) Um, I'm gonna read you a Twitter thread from a woman named Jen Wild. she is her bio on Twitter is writer, queer, hashtag actually autistic. Um, she, I guess, is listing her uh, credits Queens of Geek, The Brightsiders, Going Off Script. She Wait, says, as an act? Oh, as a writer. Yeah. As she says, wanna be screenwriter. And then she gives her rep, and her uh, pronouns are she, her. Um, okay. And I have never heard any of this. I don't know what you're about to read. Yeah. Okay. So this is a longer thread. Um, so I'm just going to read the thread straight through. Great. And what's her what's her Twitter handle? At Jen Marie Wild. J E N M A R I E W I L D E. Great. Of course, okay. we'll put it in the, the show notes. notes. And if y'all don't know what we're talking about in the show notes, if as you're listening uh, 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 on whatever platform beneath or somewhere that says details, that's yeah. what we're talking when about. When you when you click on the episode to click play. If you just scroll down that screen, on you Apple will Podcasts. see, yeah, on Apple Podcasts, you will see the show notes right below it. So any links we talk about, any, you know, mm-hmm. anything we mention, the resources will all be there. And because in Spotify, we, it's it's in the it's in the description of the episode. Right. And the only point is that we're here for you and we want to make it easy. You want to know more? One click. It's a flick and a press. Flick and a press. There you go. Okay. So she starts off by saying... I'm nervous to talk about this because of what people will think or who might come for me, but it's important. Come for me. So about 10 years ago, during a really tough time, I got sucked into the new age community that Williamson is part of. She's speaking about Marianne Williamson, and this was released right after the first debates. Okay. So this first uh, tweet, she um, is retweeting a tweet from this woman named Celeste, who has just retweeted like one final thought about Williamson and is... Um, posting a Facebook message from Marianne Williamson, which I will read right now. Okay. Um, And this is from January 27. I'm not sure what year. Okay. Marianne Williamson on Facebook says, Depressed women are like a canary in a coal mine. We are often depressed because something is wrong that needs to be made right. And what is wrong is not always what's inside us. Postpartum depression, example, is often a result of a woman's heartbreak over having to go back to work sooner than her body, mind, and heart are ready to. She knows in her gut that her baby needs her home longer, and she needs to be with the baby longer. Nature is screaming out to her from every cell of her being. Now, if we give that woman an antidepressant and basically numb her pain, that totally supports the status quo. But if that woman truly honors her pain, truly honors where it came from, she is more likely to act concert with others in demanding paid family leave. 
In such instances, the disease is not inside the woman. The disease is inside a system so based on greed that it does not honor parents' need to remain with their children long enough after birth. This is not a time in history for any of us to be numb. Our feelings, even our painful ones, are here to deliver important information. Muffling their sound is not always the way to go. And so so (laughs) Celeste, who tweeted this tweet that Jen started, Celeste wrote, one final thought on Williamson, and I hope I never have to tweet about her again. A lot of her defenders seem to be fixated on how nice she supposedly is. I'm sure she's very nice, but that type of, quote, nice can cause harm, especially Mm -hmm. when she's issued statements like this about postpartum. So this got Jen started on her her thread, which starts okay. off, I'm nervous to talk about this, about people who might come to me. So she okay. says, 10 years ago, during a really tough time, I got sucked into the new age community that Williamson is a part of. The kinds of things she said last night during the debate, it wasn't new to me. I've heard all that before from people like her. When you're going through a hard time, they promise love is the answer and that you can find inner peace. I ate that shit up, even though my anxiety just got worse. Mm. There's so much pressure in that world to be perfect, do all the juicing and cleansing and saging and healing and positive thinking, to buy all the books and the courses and the crystals and the meditation tracks. And if it doesn't work for you, if you try it all but you're still struggling, it's on you. You didn't open your heart enough or raise your vibration enough or feel your pain enough. I was young, struggling, and then blaming myself for not working hard enough to, quote, heal. Williamson is a leader in that world. She has millions of loyal followers who read her books, do her courses, listen to, all caps, everything, she says. Sometimes her words sound nice. They sound promising. But there's no basis or fact or science behind it. There's no plans besides, all all caps, love. They completely ignore reality in favor of, quote, choosing love. The answer to everything isn't, quote, choose a more positive mindset or, quote, trust the universe. The answer is to dismantle the white supremacist patriarchy and change the capitalist systems that oppress and marginalize people. Thank you. Basically, in my experience, it's a bunch of white women profiting off cultural appropriation, refusing to acknowledge their own privilege and gaslighting people into buying their bull and all their books. (laughs) All caps. All in the name of love. Yep depressed? Don't take meds. Meditate on your pain instead. In a toxic environment, change your vibrations. You attract what you are. Terminally ill? Ignore the doctors. Eat raw veggies and visualize healing. All caps. No negativity allowed or else. Oh my God. And in most cases, anything that challenges their unrealistic worldview or asks them to see things from a different perspective counts as, all caps, negativity. Mm Mm-hmm. She says, look, I'm not saying all self-help is woo-woo and bad. Some of it is amazing. But when it ignores science, when it is sold as a magical cure-all, when it rolls its eyes at facts and socioeconomic inequalities and plans, it's just dangerous. I'm embarrassed now that I got sucked into that world. It wasn't all bad, but it wasn't healthy. I was so young and so lost and so in need of community, but I hate that I played a role in it. Mm -hmm. It scared me to see Williamson on that stage. But also, I'm mad. I'm mad because I spent most of my 20s listening to people like Williamson. They made me think going on medication equaled failure. But my life began when I started medication for my anxiety. It's the best thing I ever did for myself. Uh, And then her next tweet has a quote from Marianne Williamson from um, 2009. It says, God is big, all caps, swine flu, small, all caps. See every cell of your body filled with divine light. Pour God's love on our immune system. Truth protects. And Jen Wilde's, uh, uh, Misty's uh. eyes are huge. Jen Wilde says, see, this isn't an exaggeration. This kind of 
this is the kind of shit these people believe and push onto others who are vulnerable and seeking answers. Mm. Very often, I think of the girl in the community who was diagnosed with cancer and instead of chemotherapy, chose to follow this thinking and heal herself with raw food, <sighs> juicing, and positive thinking. Oh, no. She died. Oh, my God. And there are so many others following this stuff like it's fact because they're desperate for answers or to feel in control of their destiny or to just feel anything but fear. Yeah. She says, holy crap, I did not expect this thread to blow up. I'm so surprised that many people don't know this much about new age, the new age world. I guess it's still so normalized for me. I forget others haven't been exposed to mm -hmm. it. She says, I'm having trouble keeping up with my mentions, but I'm so sorry to everyone who has lost loved ones or who are told to heal themselves instead of seek medical treatment. That's heartbreaking. Some people have asked how I got out of that world. It happened slowly. The further I got into it, the more I saw the, cl the clicks and exclusion that happened to anyone who wasn't living up to the unrealistic expectations. Mm -hmm. It was like mean girls on speed. Oh. When the anti -vax Well, except they wouldn't ever take speed, probably. Thank you. They would just have God's divine love make them high. Be a celery juice. Okay. <laughs> when the anti-vax propaganda started floating around, it raised alarms. I'm autistic, and I found all of that crap to be incredibly dangerous and downright ableist. It hurt to see women in my, quote, community talking about autism like it was a fate worse than death. Mm. I'd also started paying attention to the social, social justice activism outside the community. Watching Francesca Ramsey's videos on YouTube taught me so much, and I started to learn about privilege and cultural appropriation and saw how rampant it was in the New Age world. Yes. Also, I started reconnecting with my love of fandoms and TV ge geekiness. I pushed that aside of myself. I pushed that side of myself away to better fit into the world of tie-dye and mala beads and crystals, but that wasn't me. She says, it might sound silly, but getting back into the supernatural fandom saved me. But in all honesty, I'm not completely, quote, out. The phrase that I still catch myself internalizing is this, you attract what you are. Do you oh, know how yeah. fucked up it is to think that everything bad that's ever happened to you, you somehow brought on yourself? I do know how fucked up that is. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. She says, you're taught that you bring things into your life with your vibrations and your thoughts. So if something awful happened, I thought somehow I caused it on a molecular level. Even now, if something bad happens in my life, I search for the ways that I, quote, invited it into my life. Logically, I know that it's out of my control, but geez, it's still so hard to shake that feeling that it's somehow my fault. Yeah. Someone mentioned the secret in my replies, and I'm really embarrassed to admit this, but that was the gateway for me entering the new age oh world. Oh, my God. See, it does matter. It is fucking dangerous. She says, I was obsessed with the secret. I took it as doctrine. That's where it all started for me. Someone asked about why Oprah supports people like Williamson. She says, it's different for Oprah. She's not coming into this world from a place of desperation and vulnerability. And her relationships with self-proclaimed, quote, gurus, she's the one with the most power. That's right. Also, Oprah isn't in all the Facebook groups or private online communities, which is where a lot of the most toxic stuff goes down. Mm. She says, now that I've put most of my embarrassing secrets out in the world, someone pay me to turn it into a book or a TV show. I'm a writer and I have so much material for a semi-fucked up dark comedy about this world. Oh, my God, please. And then I love this. She says, please don't tell me to give her a chance or, quote, do my homework on her campaign. I lived this shit. Yes, maybe she says, has some OK policies parentheses, maybe, but it's impossible for me not to associate her with the new age community and nothing is going to change that. Besides, even if I'd never heard of her before the debates, based on what she said on that stage, I wouldn't support her. I mean, come on, you're so on, girlfriend. Really, it's a no from me. She says, adding to this again to say that so many people have reached out to share similar stories about their experiences in the new age world and other cultish worlds. I have never considered calling it a cult, but 
After hearing your stories, I don't see how it could be anything else. And the Mm -hmm. last one, she says, I'm still not sure what to do with that realization. I'm embarrassed about it. But it's so comforting to know it's not just me who saw the toxicity of that world and decided to break away. I want to do something about this. But right now, I don't know what that would be. And that's the course of over like um, three days she wrote wrote those. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know... the first thing that comes to mind is I know that you are our dynamic, right, is that you are automatically quite a bit more skeptical Mm -hmm. of the authors. And I am like, I try to be a little more like, what's the value here? What's this? But but when we if you haven't listened, everybody who's listening right now, a thank you. Mm -hmm. B, if you haven't listened to the episode of The Secret yet, our 50th episode, we lost all our minds. I mean, towards the end of that book, we were both shouting. I scream cried for a full five minutes. Yeah, Lisa scream cried. It was epic. And it's because this, right? That, that sort of victim blaming, the you know, the, the shaming, the gateway into a world where they're saying like, oh no, like if you, you called in cancer to your body and you ju- don't take medicine, you know, it's so wildly upsetting, but it does matter. What we, re- what we read does matter. Everything that's published out there is not because the person is qualified. Well, and I think she makes such a good point. If you have a strong support system, if you have excellent medical care, you know, if you're going to get the chemotherapy treatments you need, you can appropriate what you want yes you can have an integrated whole right of like i'm gonna visualize healing but if you can't afford treatment right and then you choose to instead put that money towards organic raw foods yeah that's a choice that you are allowed to make it is your body and i support that but please make it not out of a place of feeling like a victim and feeling out of desperation or or pressuring people and shaming people if they don't you know subscribe yeah. to that i just thought it was interesting too because she is autistic and how her mind shifted when she started to feel like they were talking about her her life experience and her perspective as something that should be avoided could be avoided and was something awful yeah i think that was yeah. a really unique opportunity for her to see oh maybe maybe this isn't the right place for me Absolutely. And the other thing that really stuck out at me is uh, in, it, is the way that people trying to be helpful and framing things from this very helpful place like like Williamson's, you know, Facebook post about postpartum depression, which is wildly problematic and we don't have enough time to break it down. But, you know, Hitler was also trying to help okay. in his own perspective. Okay. You did just. Go- I, I did, did just. I did just go there. Right. We've got a problem. I've got a solution. Okay. Right. <laughs> I am. I'm. T- listen. I am trying to frame how dangerous this can be. So, and it's the same. It's the same thing with white saviors. Right. Like yeah. I'm just trying to be helpful and help these poor people who don't know what's going on. Yeah. And to- so there are. In a mini said we don't have enough time to like break it down. But if you want to follow somebody, if if any of this is resonating with you and you're like, oh, my God, I want to know more about this or I want to follow somebody on social media who does an incredible job breaking some of this stuff down. Rachel Cargill. Oh, she's great. Is the most amazing person to follow. Um, and I'm glad we're having these conversations. Also, No White Saviors is amazing. No White Saviors. We'll put both of these links in show notes so that you can go check out their um, Instagram accounts so that you can maybe follow a little bit better what we're talking about mm-hmm. in the context that we mean. But uh, Lisa, thank you so much for finding that and sharing it. And I think we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the larger context or how, you know, of how 
this sort of self-help can manifest or and how in, it can get out of hand. In particular, this new age branch of self-help. Right, yeah. right. And, and thank you to Jen Wilde for being willing on Twitter oh to be very vulnerable about yes. your experience. Yes, I hope she's doing okay. And Jen Wilde, we're, we got your back. Yeah, man. Let us know. Yeah. Um. So everybody... Write in. Let us know your thoughts. Let yeah. us know if you're like. Have you dude, participated in this? I mean, because I think, especially in LA, everybody dabbles. We all got a crystal. I have a crystal uh, like on my coffee table. I also saged my apartment for yeah. the first time, which we'll get into on another episode. So I am. I, I pick and choose. We yeah. all should be responsibly picking and choosing, in my opinion. But my question to you is, if something bad happened to you in your apartment and you hadn't saged it, would you have been like, it's my fault because I didn't sage my apartment? Mm, absolutely not. And here's the other thing that really bothers me anytime people say that. So you've got this perfect newborn baby. We all come out as perfect newborn babies. Our thoughts are perfect. We don't even know what negativity is. We're just there. So are you telling me that the first negative thing that happens to us, we fault. pulled in? It's their fault. No, it's a chicken or the egg situation. Just follow the logic back to the beginning. Everyone can fuck off. That's not true. You dropped your binky. It's your fault. Go fuck yourself, baby. On that note. What are you, crybaby? On that note, life is abundant. Go Help Yourself, a comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less, was produced by Misty Stinnett, Lisa Linky, and Matt Sav. Our theme song was also written by Matt Sav. He's amazing. <laughs> do you want to get in touch? You do. Email us at gohelpyourselfpodcast at gmail.com. And you know, you can also find us on the social medias, Instagram at gohelpyourselfpodcast, Twitter at podcast, or check out our website, gohelpyourselfpodcast.com. And if you liked our podcast, please subscribe, rate and review us on iTunes to help other people discover our show. It's really the least you can do. And why don't you tell all of your friends? Bye! Bye.